Bible out and go to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. This scripture that I'm going to read, I'm reading it because about two weeks ago, it might now have been three, the Lord gave me this scripture and told me that this is what he's doing in America. And this is how to handle the problem. Well, I love it because right after the Lord told me that, I stood up and and, and said something in this church, and then Lisa got up and preached. Then I went online, and Keith Moore said that the Lord gave him this scripture for America. Then I was listening to Kenneth Copeland, and he read it and said, this is the scripture the Lord gave us for America. Then I was listening to Trina Hankins, and she read it and said, this is the scripture. And I'm thinking, okay, God, I think we're getting this. Do y'all find it amazing that God takes, what, five, six different people all over the nation and the world and give them the exact same scripture and say, this is what I want you to do? So I'm going to preach on it today. We're in a fight. We're in a battle. Um, It's not flesh and blood. It's principalities and powers. We're in a fight for a nation. And And I think I want to comfort you and I want to show you what the Lord is saying. Because uh, what we're going through is, is a good time. God's about to show up and show off. So Second Chronicles chapter 20, and I'm going to start reading with verse 1 right here. And I'm going to read down through it. And we'll jump around and do a couple other scriptures in a minute, but you'll see. It happened after this, the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others. That means there's a bunch of other people with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Some came and told Jehoshaphat and said, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hazron Tamar, which is in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Now, let's talk about fear for just a minute. We talk about, the Bible says, fear not. There are situations that we go through that are scary. And we can't pretend that the outcome would not be bad. And I want to say that means that we're greatly concerned. I'm greatly concerned about America. I'm not going to say I'm afraid. But, uh, boy, I'd like to see some things change. So I think Jehoshaphat is looking out there and going, I've got three, maybe four or five nations coming against me. And if they're successful, we're going to die. And I think that's a real scenario with him. And I think that he turns around and says, we're going to, we need to get a hold of God. So Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord, proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. From all the cities of Judah, they came to seek. Now, this is what this says. All the way up into the Golan and all the way down near the Red Sea, people came to Jerusalem to pray. Now, listen, that's an eight-day journey. Either way. But they're coming because this is pretty serious. And they're coming because of a situation. I'm going to show you why they came to Jerusalem at that time. But I think it's time that we pray and seek God and, and. We'll see what and is in a minute. Verse 5, and Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah in Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And, And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? That's pretty, that's pretty important. Now, let's, let's talk about this for just a minute. With God, nothing's impossible. You know, when we think of God, and I think sometimes we need to sit and use our imagination. I mean, he made the universe. That's pretty smart. Made the water, made every bird, made every animal. Um, you know, there's, not, there's, nobody, there's nobody can whoop him. You know, we don't have to worry about somebody going up there and, you know, and overthrowing God. It was tried once. Didn't last very long. It's kind of like a raindrop attack in the sun. That's just not smart. 
So you understand when they're praying here, they know who they are talking to. I think it's good for you and I to know who we're talking to. We're talking about a God who can do anything. Now, the other side of this coin is this. There are things you can't do. They're out of your hands. This was out of his hands. Right now, we're facing something in America that even if we knew who the bad people were, it's against the law to do what we want to do. Don't shout me down. But I'm not even sure we even know who the real bad guys are. And we know the puppets, but who's got the strings? Who's jerking the strings? Where are they? And, and yet, actually, there's such a mess. Without, I mean, it's going to take God to fix it. Because as much as I love Donald Trump, and I mean, I don't love Donald Trump, I just, I, I, but he's still a man. He's a guy, he's not, he, I, I don't worship Donald Trump, he's no savior. And I don't think there's any Republican out there I'd put a lot of faith in either. So I haven't prayed to any of them lately. They've been asking me for money lately, but I hadn't sent a whole lot. Lisa sends, sends a little bit of money every once in a while for the cause. But you know, there's times that you and I, and, we, and I've been here, I have been in situations to where what I'm facing, <laughs> he's going to answer, or this will not turn out well. Yeah. You know, I, it, it's devastating when someone, a doctor looks at you and says, you have a year. Don't think that you're, you know, your heart don't jump up in your mouth and you go, oh, believe God. Because you got a picture of your funeral. I wonder how many people would actually come. And you know, you got, you got to, those are real situations. And, and, and we face them. And, and, and you know, and I, we could go on. You know, your kid, you, co you come home and find out your kid's in jail or your, or your spouse is unfaithful. This, this is real, folks. This is real life. And there are things that you and I can't do a thing about. But we know somebody who can. And we don't know how, but we need to go to him and go, we need something fixed. This is where Jehoshaphat is. And he's praying and he's seeking God. I'm going to show you why they did what they did in just a second. Verse 6, O Lord, are, are you not God in heaven and do you not rule over kingdoms and the nations? In your hand there is not power and might so to do. No one is able to withstand you. Are you not our God? You're not theirs. You're ours, who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people and gave it to your descendants of Abraham, your friend forever. Are we not Americans and are we not in a land that, that you gave to our forefathers for the preaching of the gospel? Can we not relate to this? This is our country. I'm not Chinese. I'm not my grandfather was German, but I don't relate. I'm, an, I'm, I'm a Sooner dog. They're the best dogs. Now, what kind of dog is that? Well, it's German Shepherd, Collie, Chow, Chihuahua. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I know some of y'all are going, I don't know if you could do that. <laughs> was that my daughter? Rottweiler. Okay, Ashley. Uh, you know, those, the, the dogs that are a little bit of everything, they, they make good dogs. And, and because you don't care if they live or die, they never die. And you don't have to spend no money and you can throw them outside the house and let them sleep outside in the cold because they're just an old Sooner dog. But they're always the good dogs, you know, they're just good dogs. Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? And they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name and said, this is what God told them. If disaster comes upon us, the sword, judgment, pestilence, famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence for your name is in this temple and cry out to you in our affliction and you will hear and save. Now, God told them, if you have problems, 
come here and talk to me. Now, I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to jump over um, to Chronicles 6, and I just, I just want to read it. Second Chronicles 6. When Solomon was dedicating the temple, and, um, and this is the prayer that he prayed. Listen. Yet regard the prayer of your servant and his supplications, O Lord my God, and listen to the cry and the prayer which your servant's praying before you, that your eyes may be open toward this temple day and night, toward the place where you said you would put your name, that you may hear the prayer which your servant makes towards this place, and you may hear the supplication of your servant and your people Israel when they pray toward this place, hear from heaven your dwelling place, and when you hear, forgive. Verse 34, and when your people go out to battle against their enemies, whether you send them, and when they pray to you toward this city which you have chosen and your temple which I have built in your name, then hear from heaven their prayer and their supplication and maintain their cause. So he's given them a mandate that when you get in trouble, come talk to me. All right, I'm going to read another one because I want to make my point and I want you to see this. Second Chronicles 7, 13. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain, and I command the locusts to devour the land and send pestilence among my people, if my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, Turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sin, I will heal the land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. Now, we understand that right now we don't go to Jerusalem because we're the temple of God. But we understand that we have a secret place of the Most High and he's offered the same thing to us. When you get in a situation, call on me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. Then Jesus opened the temple so that we could enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And we can seek his face and nothing shall be impossible. Now we have these promises. God is waiting on us and he has been. And so I think for the last few months, I have seen more Christians praying and seeking God than I have ever seen in my life. People are like serious. So I asked the Lord what to do about this now, and, 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 and he gave me this. So let's, let's move on. Verse 10, and now here are the people of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt. They've turned from them, and they did not destroy them. And here they are rewarding us by coming to throw us out of the United States of America. Does that sound familiar to you? Folks, I'm not going to try to go political on you and prove something to you. We're in war with China. Our former government sent all of our goods over to China and they were making a lot of money while we stopped producing. You can't live long if you don't produce. Well, the, this president, whether you like him or not, brought it back. And they're de he's devastating China. I believe, in personal opinion, the virus is a, is a pandemic. I think it was planned. The reason I know that it was created here in the U.S. They tried to get a patent on it. But they found out you can't patent a virus used as warfare against people. They were creating it to, for what they're doing with it. To kill people. Have you all ever heard of the New World Order? Okay. You need to get your mind off a of Democrat and Republican. They're just using people as useless idiots. And don't become one. And so all of this talk of masks and there's been less than 10,000 people die of the virus, of just the virus. And they were in a hospital. Nobody in the United States of America that stayed home died. Not a, zero. This is, don't, don't come to me 
quarter of a million people die from hospital in doctors every year. That's a pandemic. Okay, never mind. Now I'm I'm going political on you, but but listen listen to me. We're in a mess. There are people that are doing everything in their power to overthrow the sovereignty of the United States of America. And I'm and I for one don't like it. And I'm like Nebuchadnezzar, I mean, um, Jehoshaphat here, I'm going, I, other than vote and preach, there's not a lot I can do, but I can pray. And I am going to trust God that every corrupt man, Democrat, Republican, Independent, I don't care who you are, every corrupt man is going to, is going to go to jail or be removed in Jesus' name. Now listen, listen to me very carefully. If you're a Democrat or a Republican, you have a right to a fair election. If the Democrats win it fairly, let them win it fairly. But don't steal it. If the Republicans win it fairly, that's what Americans want. This stuff's been going on in this nation far too long. We're the greatest nation in the world. We can't even create a voting machine that works. Or can we? Maybe they're working real good. You say, well, I don't believe that. Well, it doesn't really matter. It's still a mess. And since you can't fix it and I can't fix it, why don't we go to God and get him to fix it? Amen? Because I don't really want to learn Chinese. I told the first service how Chinese people name their kids, and I'm not going to do it now because we probably have Asian people in here, and they probably get mad at me and never come back, but anyway, never mind. It's a joke. It's just a joke, but some people don't think everything's as funny as I think things are funny, but I, the Chinese people have a, the Chinese people have a mighty revival going on in their nation, and they're very consecrated, dedicated Christians, and, they're, and, and, they, and there's people there that love God. So it really isn't the Chinese. It's, it's a wicked government. Amen. All right. So having said that, we, I've, I feel that we in America are right here. This is where we are. We've got, we've got nations outside of us or surrounding us, and we're going, we don't know what to do. All right. There is something we can do, and we're going to do it this morning. Um, verse 12. Oh, our God. Will you not judge them? We have no power against this great multitude that's coming against us, and we don't know what to do, and our eyes are on you. Now all Judah, with their little ones and their wives and children, stood before the Lord. And get this picture. These people have gone from eight days north, eight days south, from everywhere, and come to Jerusalem just to pray and to say, we need help. You said. Right now, the pray, prayer is the most important thing next to voting you can do. Now, listen to this statement I'm going to make. Satan cannot abide in light. He can't abide in light. He has to have darkness to function. I was watching a documentary on the 700 Club years ago about a witch that got born again. And he used to leave his body and go to cities to, to put curses on cities. And now he's a born-again, spirit-filled Christian. And Pat Robinson was interviewing him. And he said, when one thing that caused me to come to, to Jesus was any time I went in a city with a praying church, I was unable to do anything. He said, that let me know that the power I'm under is not the highest power in the earth. He said, after that, I started studying Christianity to find out what it is these people have that's stopping Satan from working. When he's working, you and I have the ability to stop him from moving forward and working at all. All right, now let's talk about how to do that. Because you're going to say, well, let's pray. It's pray and. 
I should have named my sermon Pray and. It wouldn't have made any sense. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon, help me, Jahazil. That'll do. Son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of. They're going to ask us if we know their name when we get to heaven, and you're going to need to know these names. Aren't you that Zaki Hukilai or something doing in the Bible? Yeah, I heard about you. Preacher preached on you one time. The Levite, the son of Asaph, in the midst of the assembly, he said, listen, all of you Judah and all you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, don't be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude. The battle is not yours, it's mine. It's good news. Now, he's going to give them something to do. Even though the battle is God's, they still have a part to play in this. So do we. That means, thank you, we don't have to pick up arms. We don't have to pick up bottles and throw them in people's cars. We don't have to burn buildings down. We can literally stop this force from coming to America if we will get on our face and seek God and let God deal with it. Because God knows who the good, the bad, and the ugly are. He saw the cowboy movie. You know, very often... We don't really know who the bad people are. Some people are puppets. You remember the Wizard of Oz? That smoking head, it was really a little punk behind a curtain. I think there's some punks in the earth that are hiding behind curtains and jerking strings. And I think it's time they came down. You say, well, isn't this the new world order and isn't that prophesied? Well, yeah, it's coming to the earth, but it's not coming to my earth. See, you and I have, we, you and I can stop him from invading us. It says in the word of God that the saints give him trouble. Now, I don't know whether that's the future or now because we're not supposed to be here. That's why I put question marks around stuff and I don't get adamant about it because I don't know. I just know that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay faithful to the trumpet and pray that it happens early. But if it doesn't, then I'm going to stay faithful all the way to the end. And thank you, Jesus, I'm going up. All right, with the rest of us. But right now, that doesn't mean that it has to come over and completely overthrow the sovereignty of the United States of America. I'm not ready to give up my sovereignty. God gave us this nation. Come on, y'all need to lighten up a little bit. I mean, y'all need to help me out a little bit. He gave us this great nation, and I'm not ready to give it to some punk or a group of punks. Now, I'll tell you a real fast way to commit suicide. Get you a southern flag and a Trump flag and start riding around Pennsylvania. Give your wife your last will and testament before you go. Anyway, I don't know why I said that. I just thought maybe some of y'all want to know. Tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up by the accent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Zeril, and you will not need to fight this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Don't fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go against them. The Lord is with you. Now, this is, this is between now and January and hope, hopefully not past, but whatever. Jehoshaphat bowed his head and his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord and worshiped the Lord. And the Levites and the children of the Konites and the children of the Kukarapas and whatever stood before to praise the Lord of Israel with voices loud and high, and they rose early in the morning and went into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear, O Judah, and inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe the Lord your God, and you'll be established. Believe his, his prophets, and you shall prosper. What are the prophets saying right now? They're saying, this is the scripture you need to be doing. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do what the prophets are saying. And when he had consulted the people, he appointed those who would sing 
to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness. And they went out before the army and said, Praise the Lord, His mercy endures forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against Antifa and the rest of the people and all of the people of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who came against America and they were defeated. Now, let me throw another idea. The Antifa guys they're arresting, are, we're finding out that all of them are from foreign nations. They were hired. Wow. Did you find that on the news? No. You're not going to find a lot of stuff. And I'm going to pray that the news crumbles. Uh, listen. I'm intelligent. Give me the news and let me make up my own mind, you numb nut. Don't tell me how to think. I, listen, if I wanted someone to tell me how to think, I'd just get married. Oh, oh, oh. I'm bad, aren't I? I'm not bad. Someone said one time, says, Pastor's the head of his house. And Lisa says, yes, and I'm the neck that turns him. <laughs> That's why you better marry a good one, because she's going to have a say-so. Amen. I don't know how I get off all this marriage stuff all of a sudden. It must have been yesterday we got into this marriage thing. <laughs> and he, cons- he said, and when they begin to sing and praise the Lord, the Lord set ambush against the people of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir. Listen. Satan cannot stand in the presence of light. When you were born again, God gave you eternal life. The the Greek word is zoe. It's absolutely a substance that makes God, God. And your spirit glows like a firefly. If, if, If you could see in this room right now, in the spirit... All of you guys that are born again, you are lit up and you glow. Now, let me ask you all a question for all of the Boy Scouts in here. How many of you all grew up with the old um, Coleman lantern that you poured the gas in it and then you pumped it? What happens when you light it and leave it for a while? It it gets dimmer and dimmer and dimmer and you got to pump it. You know how to pump it? See, you're made, you ha- you're made out of the life of God. And when you're praying in the Holy Ghost and worshiping God, that light increases in, 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 until it becomes in the spirit realm. You literally become blinding to Satan. And he cannot stand in your presence. It'll actually come out of your spirit and go through your flesh. Now, I got a praise report. I went to sleep this morning at 4.30. That's when I finally got to sleep. I got two testimonies. First of all, I was sick as a dog about 2 in the morning. My throat was scratchy. My nose was running. I was coughing, hacking, and I didn't have corona, (laughs) and I don't have it now. And finally, I thought, well, you know, I'm laying there going, I, I, I got church in the morning. You know, you have all these thoughts and you're going, I got to go to sleep. I got to go. I can't sleep. And I think I'm keeping awake, Lisa awake. She didn't wake up one time. And I, I said this morning, I said, did I keep you up? And she goes, no. I went, Lisa can hear a roach crawling on the living room wall. Now, that may be exaggerating, but, it's, but I'm not much. When I'm on my phone in my office and the door's closed, and I'm talking about her Christmas present, and I come out and she goes, what did Ashley say? And I go, how'd you know I was talking? Oh, I heard the whole conversation. I'm going, this. Woman, dear Lord. Super ears, you know. And so she has good ears, and so the fact that she slept all night didn't bother at all is amazing. 
But I got up and went in my office and prayed in the Holy Ghost. Just prayed in the Holy Ghost. Confessed the word. And let the life that raised Jesus from the dead is in me. Come on, get him out. Come on, get that, get that life flowing inside of you. And after about two hours, you know, I got up and my nose wasn't running anymore and I wasn't, didn't have a sore throat and I just went to bed and woke up and, and, I, and I feel like I slept all night. And I'm like, but don't tell Lisa. Because we're going to go to Tennessee after the service and I'm going to tell her I'm real tired. And she's going to drive, and I'm going to go in the back and go to sleep. But don't skip next Sunday because Lisa's flying home. That's why you've got to have a good wife, you know. Somebody's got to run the church. And so at home I say, you're a great preacher. She goes, thank you. You're a great preacher. Thank you, baby. Oh, you're awesome. The people would rather have you next Sunday than me. Why don't you fly home? <laughs> Takes kidneys. Come on, y'all got to laugh a little bit. No, she actually wanted to. I had to talk her into going, and I said, listen, you better go because you're, you're going you're gonna to want to be here in the cold weather too. And she says, but I want to be here Sunday because I want to preach. I said, well, I, we'll just fly you home. So that's really the truth. The other was a lie. She wanted to come. So anyway, I wanted to stay. I wanted to stay for a month. No, I'm going to stop and see my sister. She's probably watching right now. I'm going to see her and her husband and um, an old friend of mine. So, so anyway, um, don't skip next Sunday. Someone will be here. Oh, we thought you were gone. Don't do that. Remember Santa Claus? I'm writing your name down. There'll be a charcoal in your stocking Christmas morning. <laughs> Verse 20, they rose early in the morning, went out in the wilderness of Tekoa, and they went out and Jehoshaphat stood and said, here, I read that. They began to sing and praise, and God said, ambushments. I want you to turn to Psalm 149. Let's read this. Lisa read this the other day, and it's very true. And um, we've used this many times. As a matter of fact, Mark Hankins has a sermon called The Praise Cure. You can praise yourself healthy. Worry will make you sick. Praise will heal your body. Psalm 149.1, I want to read this whole thing. It says, sing to the Lord a new song. What's a new song? Singing in the Spirit. Building yourself up in your, your, your spirit most, with your most holy faith. Singing and, and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Sing in the Holy Ghost. Now, you know, for charismatics, we really ought to sing in the Holy Ghost more than we do. Yeah. I do it all the time when I'm outside of the church here. Because really nobody knows what you're saying anyway and they really don't care. But I found out I don't always have to just pray in the Holy Ghost. I can sing in the Spirit and get drunk, just get drunk in the Holy Ghost. And it's free, no tax. And it's legal. Sing to the Lord a new song that's praise to the assembly of the saints. Let Israel rejoice in their maker and let the children of Zion, that's the church, be joyful in their king, that's Jesus. Let them praise his name with the dance and let them sing praises with the timbrel and the harp where the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. Those who humble themselves, he will beautify them with deliverance. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. What is the two-edged sword? It's you singing. Now look at what happens when you start singing. To execute vengeance on nations. What nations? The nations that are coming against him. The nations that are trying to come against us. During the, the Second World War, 
I don't think our soldiers won the war with guns. I think the women in America won the war for their husbands and their sons on their knees back in America in the churches. Let me give you a point here. During the Vietnam War, Paul Youngie Cho, which has a million members, was required to send boys to the Vietnam during the war. Do you know how many of those boys died? None. Do you know how many of them got shot? None. Because every time they sent a boy to war, they put a prayer warrior and assigned it to the boy to pray for him until he came home. You're, listen to me. You have a power beyond what you know. You've got voting rights in the kingdom of God to stop Satan. Even in your home. We'll see you this morning in just a minute. To bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron and execute them the written judgment, this honor have all saints. All right, let's go to one more scripture. Acts um, 16, I think. Yeah, Acts 16, 22. This is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible because it shows us this warfare in Paul. It shows us how Paul did this. How many of you think Paul ever had any problems? It would make you think he absolutely never was in the will of God. That's not true. In the world, you shall have tribulation. If you're in the will of God, it does not mean that you won't have trouble. It just means you'll be victorious in it. If, if, you're, if whatever you're doing, Satan doesn't try to stop you, you're not in the will of God. I found that out the hard way. My God, I thought, what is wrong with me? You know, actually Satan will compliment you by attacking you. Verse 22, 16, 22. The multitude rose up together against them, Paul and Silas, and the magistrates tore their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. Now, are they in the will of God? Yeah. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them in prison and commanded the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, they put him in the inner prison and fastened their feet in stocks. They chained them down. And at midnight, Paul and Silas, Silas said, Paul, now I'm going to read from another translation called the New American Translation. It's the American Translation. And Silas said, Paul, if I ever get out of this, I am never traveling with you again. <laughs> now you, you convinced me that you are an apostle. And you're over there scratching out all this chicken scratching and say that you're right in the New Testament. But I'm going to tell you, you're, un, you're the most unlucky <laughs> man I've ever been around. He said, since I've been traveling with you, we've been shipwrecked, snake bit, put out in the ocean in the middle of the night, swimming on logs. We've been to town. Every town you go to, Paul, they hate you. They throw you out of synagogues. I mean, in one town, they stoned you to death. Paul, do, do you really believe that you're hearing from God? Was he? Complaining is not a fruit of the Spirit. Pastor, I'm going to tell you what I think about your church. I don't think you ought to open up the doors. I mean, if you had never opened up the doors, nobody would have gotten sick, which means the only place in town Corona is, is here. <laughs> now, let me throw another one at you. On D-Day, I don't know what that president was thinking, sending them boys over there to a slaughter. I mean, let's just listen to me right now. If they'd never, if they'd have never sent them boys over there to Europe, they'd have never died. 
I think that's just a travesty. I don't know why we can't just get along with Germany and we just can't get along with the Japanese and just, just mind our business. They mind theirs. But I'm telling you right now, they're sending these kids and put them in an airplane, send them out over there and get bombed down and coming, them, coming home and their mom and telling their boy is dead. I just don't think that's right. It's just not right. Is it? Is it right? Come on, we just had vet day. Is it right? Sure it's right. Freedom's going to cost you something. Is Paul in the will of God? Yes, he is. Let me tell you something about the will of God. You get in the will of God, you will have trouble. If the devil's not trying to stop you and not trying to kill you, I would rather die in the will of God than to live out of it. So the next time it hits, I'm still staying open. Because um, we had people born again during the time that everybody else was shut. And I think they're happy they're saved. Folks, being in the will of God is going to cost you something. You need to decide right now. If you're a Muslim and you come to Jesus, what, what does your family do? They'll kill you. It costs Muslims to be Christians. Do you know why Jewish people don't want to confess Jesus? It's not that they don't believe in him. They'll be kicked out. We got people in this nation right now that if they give their heart totally to Jesus, their family members will kick them out of the house. It's called persecution. I just went ahead and decided since I didn't have any friends, just go ahead. I don't think you have as many friends as you think you do. I'd rather please God than man anyway. And then you're, the people who gather around you, those are your real friends. Those are the people that stay with you thick and thin, hell and high water. Those are the real ones. So Paul and Silas, I was reading from that translation, but that's really not true. I made all of that up for the ones of y'all that are back there going, I don't know where he's reading. <laughs> but I decided years ago that there's a reverse translation somewhere. Because I've heard people on the radio using it. And I'm hearing them preach stuff and I'm going, I ain't into my Bible. There's got to be another translation out there somewhere. And I go in a Bible bookstore and I say, I want a reverse translation. She said, well, there ain't any here. And I said, well, there, there's somebody. There's somewhere. Because there's people preaching that God makes you sick. People preaching that God's causing all these accidents in your life. I said, they're reading the Bible. I ain't got it. I can't find it. I can't find it in there nowhere. And for all you people who want me to preach from the Reader's Digest, I will not do that. <laughs> uh, I, better, I better watch myself right now. And we not pick on people. At midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and. And what? Singing. The other day the Lord said to me, he says, I want you to forget the past Remember the good things and sing. And he gave me this start. I said, what do you want me to be doing right now? He says, I want you to sing. Why? Because it brings vengeance on nations. It is a very powerful thing for a group of people to begin to sing. Well, you want to clear the devil out of your house? You start worshiping God. Especially when he's worked so hard to make you miserable. And he has worked on you and worked on you and all you get is. Now my favorite Christmas movie is The Grinch. It was Charlie Brown. But when those people at the end of the movie gathered around and started singing in tongues. <laughs> what do you think Yahoo Dore is? Come on, y'all, have to help me out a little bit. I think, who's the guy that wrote The Grinch? What's his name? Dr. Seuss. I think he's writing this book and he's going, and he's writing, 
And everybody's going, I love that movie when they're singing. It's a Pentecostal village. Look, they're prosperous. They eat ham. And they sing in tongues. Who do you think these people are? And nothing can steal their joy, not even the devil up on the hillside. So every year I just watch the whole movie just to watch them get to that spot where they start worshiping God. And I just sit in my living room and worship God with them, pretend like I'm a little, grant, a little um, not Granchy, a little, um, what do you call the who, a who's, who, 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 whosoever, who. I think the man was a genius. All right. At midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, and the foundation of the prison that Satan had built was shaken. And immediately the doors to the gospel to the other nations was opened back up, and all of the chains of the coronavirus, and all of the chains of all of the family members who had gotten sick and problems, and all of the drug devils, and all of the all of the poverty, and all of the all of the mess that Satan had been trying to bring in this nation was broken and their chains fell off of them and they were set free. Now that's not a story put in there just so you can learn about Paul. God put that in there for the time that Satan has thoroughly locked you down. Thrown the key away and said, you're done and you will never come out of here again. And we know now to, to pray. We know to pray. But he didn't say pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. At some point, you've got to believe God has heard me. At some point, you've got to go, well, I've been praying here for 10 minutes and I'm pretty sure he's got this down. So I'm not talking him into it. And the children of Israel, the ambushments were not set until they started worshiping God. And when Paul started worshiping God, that's when the chains came off. And in Psalm 149, and whenever the devil was, was, came at them, he was defeated when they began to worship God. So the prophets right now in America have been giving us this scripture and saying, Right now, between now and January, you guys need to do some singing. I don't want you to come in and look like you on Facebook. How come we got two presidents right now? I'm not even going to go there. You don't. The Constitution's still true, and the news media has never elected the president yet. Whew, glory be to God. But somehow or another, and I think you all agree with me, I hadn't been worried even a little bit. Don't you all have like a peace? I think there is one. I think God is. I think he's taking care of us. And I think he's asking us to begin to worship. Now, I know that sounds like saying, that's it. A little more to it than just saying. I think you're releasing an enormous amount of power. I think that as long as the church is worshiping, Satan's not going to pull off whatever he wants to pull off. I'm going to pray now. After that, I'm going to ask somebody to kick off a song. Let's just spend a few minutes before God. Yes. Heavenly Father, I relate so much right now to Jehoshaphat. I think all of us do. I think whether we're Democrat or Republican, we're sitting in this room and we, we really are tired of the way this nation has gone and wicked people in high places. And I agree, and I, I agree with Jehoshaphat. At some point, we have to stop and go, there's nothing we can do. We've elected our officials. We've done everything we know. So today, 
we're coming to you. We're coming to you because we know you're good and we know you love us. You gave us this nation. You gave it to our forefathers, and we want a free nation. I want a nation where I can get up and go to work and make an honest living and, and, and have a family and have Thanksgiving and invite all the people I want to invite. I want a nation where I can come to church and not having somebody tell me whether I can come in here or not and whether I have to run around with a mask on my face or not. I, I really don't want to live in communism in America. I, Father, I don't want it. Father, I want to go. I want to see these people that are called to be missionaries to leave right now and go to China and go to Japan and go, to, and go back to Africa and go back to Europe and go down to South America. The Father, they want to go. They want to leave. They want to go do what you called them to do. And we need the doors opened. Now, you know who the bad people are. You know who the really bad people are. And we're asking you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, and we plead the blood of Jesus over our nation. We plead the blood over our president. We plead the blood of Jesus over the, over the governors of the states. And we plead the blood of Jesus over our mayors of our cities and the police and the police officers. We plead the blood. I pray over the, pre, over, the, over the pastors that are standing in pulpits now that they would stop being cowards and start standing up and preaching the word of God and quit worrying about what everybody thinks and preach truth. You said we'd know the truth. I think it's time that we as American Christians stand up. And Father, I have delivered this morning the word that you gave to me, Kenneth Copeland, Keith Moore, Trina Hankins. Uh, who else, Father, did you give? I mean, you gave, you, so many people you gave this word, Tony Cook. I mean, I, I mean, the people who have posted this, and I believe that you're, this, you're speaking to us. And I've asked our church today, Father, for us when we leave here today, to spend the day singing. Stop worrying and start singing. Because we know you're answering this prayer. Now, Father, you said come in this place. Well, we understand this building is not the temple and it's not the church. We're the church. But we're gathered together in your name. And you, we're the ecclesia. We're the church. Father God, you said you gave us a name that is above every name. You said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not stand against it. And Father God, we thank you for answering our prayers. We ask you for a great nation for us to continue to preach the gospel. Because Father, the whole bottom line is not whether we're just Americans, but that we get the gospel out. That's the point. And we come to you and we ask you in Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big give now button or you can text 407-955-5345 and remember our pastor's vision is this we grow christians so we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time